Hello, everyone. This is Sal from Bitcoin Taxes. Welcome to our podcast. The IRS recently updated their cryptocurrency FAQ. They added a new question in. So today we're going to talk to Matt Metris, a cryptocurrency tax professional and great friend of the show. And we're going to go over what this new question is and what it means for cryptocurrency taxation. Uh, yeah. So yesterday, uh, March 2nd, the IRS released, just sort of snuck in a new question into the FAQ right in the middle and shifted all the other ones down a slot. Uh, so the new question five specifically addresses the 1040 question, which is, you know, did you buy, sell uh, or transact in cryptocurrency? And, and, and buying is sort of what they're focused on. And that's been an area uh, that hasn't had uh, some explicit guidance. So the, the new FAQ says, uh, the 2020 form 1040 asks whether at the time, at any time during 2020, I received, sold, sent, exchanged, or otherwise acquired any financial interest in any virtual currency. During 2020, I purchased virtual currency with real currency and had no other virtual currency transactions during the year. Must I answer yes to the form 1040 question? And the answer the IRS gives is no. If your only transaction involving virtual currency during 2020 were purchases of virtual currency with real currency, you are not required to answer yes to the Form 1040 question. As you can imagine, this is not the most helpful of answers uh, for people who still are confused about this and, and the tax professional community, uh, is, especially people attuned to crypto, are kind of losing their mind because this FAQ answer seems to contradict the question itself on the 1040. Right, because on the 1040 itself, it, it essentially says if you bought cryptocurrency, you do need to check that box, right? Right, and the nuance here is that they don't use the word buy or purchase on the 1040. They say, did you receive or did you otherwise acquire any financial interest in? But when you take those words <laughs> and you define them in the English language, right. it's very difficult to buy a cryptocurrency and then not subsequently receive it yeah. or to buy a cryptocurrency and not have acquired a financial interest in that cryptocurrency yeah, absolutely. just through buying it. So um, it still leaves us in sort of a lurch because um, the main issue here is there's, there's a long history of case law that says anything that's not considered substantial authority by the IRS does not carry the weight of law. And that includes FAQs uh, and other like internal, like the internal revenue manual that, that auditors use in their work. Um, the courts have said you, that the taxpayer can't rely on that and it doesn't carry the weight of law. So if this were ever challenged in a court situation saying, well, I answered no because the fact told me to answer no is not gonna carry any weight with the court. And that's a potential problem for taxpayers. Do you think they'll fix this because of the kind of predicament it's caused or, or what are your thoughts on how people should move forward with this, I guess, new guidance that isn't even technically guidance? Yeah. And unfortunately, Sal, I think this is the fix um, because before we had the question uh, and when we had the draft 1040 instructions for this year, it specifically referenced uh, if you bought cryptocurrency, you should check the box. And then again, they quietly removed that phrase from the instructions and sort of said, okay, it's settled now. If you bought cryptocurrency, you don't have to check the box. But it's still one of those things where personally, uh, and I'll say that even the, the professional community is divided on this. I think personally, the potential repercussions for checking no when you should have checked yes, uh, those repercussions are much, much worse than the potential uh, problem you could create 
by checking yes when you should actually check no. I think the confusion too is that if you check yes, which is just kind of like the safe bet, like you just said, it's you could be worse off by checking no and, and, and actually having crypto activity. But if you check yes, and then there's nothing that you report on your taxes that shows you had cryptocurrency activity, that's where it could be an issue, right? Or that's probably what people are worried about, I assume, because yeah, they're I- only buying crypto. They're not adding that to their 1040 or 8949. Right. And and as you know, we both know and listeners of this show would know, if you buy crypto, that's not a reportable transaction. It's not going to show up on your 8949 or anywhere else on your tax return. Right. And I think what people are worried about is if you check yes and then don't subsequently report a tax transaction, you're going to get audited or you're going to get a letter from the IRS. Uh, and that is it is a possibility. We don't know what they're doing with this question at the IRS. And, you know, it was brand new last year. Uh, and those returns, the 2019 returns, are not even done being processed yet. So let alone, you know, into the audit phase of things. Um, but what is a potential possibility is that if you check yes and you don't list anything as a taxable transaction, you could get an automated, you know, one of the computer generated letters from the IRS that says, hey, you checked yes. Uh, and you didn't you didn't list your transactions. So where are they? Hmm. Uh, and that would be a pretty simple thing to answer where, you know, you would say, well, I only bought I didn't have anything or I only um, held for for 2020. So I didn't mm-hmm. have anything to report. Um, you know, it, it personally, it may, it may be a hot take. I think they're just trying to avoid adding to the mail burden that the IRS is currently under. Um, you know, we know they have a huge backlog of months and months and millions of returns that haven't been processed yet. So if they were to do some sort of automated letter campaign like this, then that would just increase that burden on them. Now, so so you're basically saying instead of altering the 1040 question by sending out new forms, they're basically just addressing it in this way to lower that burden on themselves. Yeah. I mean, they're backed into a corner at this point too, right? You can't, you can't change the form in the middle of the filing season. True. Uh, And those forms go through months and months and months. So I I would expect next year, we'll see the wording of the question a little bit different. Yeah. Um, But for, for 2020, we're sort of stuck in this boat. Right. And then we have these contradictory messages and now the, you know, commissioner Reddick has not in a while, but last year when this question first came out, he went out and did sort of a PR blitz uh, and said, you should absolutely be checking yes if you bought and held. Hmm. Um, and so when the IRS commissioner is telling you one thing and then the form and the instructions are contradicting that thing, you have to kind of decide which way you want to go. Yeah, you know, an easy solution to this, although nobody can do it because it's 2019, but moving forward, if the confusion remains, I think a very easy solution would be just sell a tiny bit of crypto and then you can check yes and just show that sale. You know, I, maybe that's an oversimplification, but that would be a way to to be truthful on both both ends. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, honestly, there's it's a fairly small percentage of, of crypto users who only bought and held. Yeah. I mean, we see a lot of people who are using Bitcoin or Ethereum to get into some altcoins and stuff like that. And then you would be reporting it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there is this this population that this applies to. Um, and I think the downside, if you check no and you should have checked yes, is there's, there's an analogous question on Schedule B that asks about foreign accounts. Um, and basically you are checking yes or no if you had any foreign accounts valued at over $10,000, which isn't you know related to crypto. But what we've seen in the courts is that they use that question to show willful intent as to whether or not you followed the rules around the FBAR or your foreign account, uh, like the FACTA requirements. Um, and, and we've seen court case after court case where 
you know, the, the petitioner says, well, I, I didn't realize that my CPA just checked the box for me. I didn't, um, you know, I didn't know that we were checking it, but that's when you've affirmatively checked that you don't have cryptocurrency and then you sign the return that can put you in a potentially very bad spot later on if, if there's ever an issue around it. Um, so, so my take on it is that it's still just safer to check. Yes. If you've engaged in a cryptocurrency transaction that meets this definition. Um, the one caveat there being if you bought, let's say in 2019 and have only held in 2020 and didn't receive a fork or airdrop or staking or anything like that, then you probably are safe checking no. Um, but I mean, even then I might still check yes, just, just to make sure my bases are covered. Okay, great. And then just to clarify, although most people listening probably do understand this, I could, I could assume there could be some confusion. They do say in that FAQ, they say, um, I purchased virtual currency with real currency. A lot of people in the crypto space might say, well, Bitcoin and other crypto is real currency, but if you traded crypto for another crypto, if you bought crypto with another crypto, that's a definite yes still. You're, you're, that's a taxable event, obviously. And so you're answering yes on that question. But just to clarify, right, for anybody that's confused oh. about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's yeah. A, a, that sounds intentionally triggering the way real currency is, yeah, yeah, right? is listed in that FAQ. <laughs> yeah. But they do use uh, real currency multiple other times in that FAQ, uh, which they term to mean fiat currency yeah um so just, just strange that they yeah. wouldn't just say fiat and maybe put real currency in parentheses so people learn what fiat means i guess or yeah exactly know. right i think there's the the calling into question whether fiat is real currency at that point but that <laughs> yeah. not getting too yeah. far in the weeds but yeah to answer your question anytime you uh trade a crypto for another crypto that is 100 reportable mm -hmm. transaction um, really anytime you're disposing of a crypto asset, even if you've only held it for two seconds, uh, because you're going, you know, you bought some Ethereum on an exchange and you're using it to buy Cardano or something like that, mm -hmm. uh, that would be something you need to report. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily have much, if any tax on that, because, you know, presumably if you bought the Ethereum and sold it five minutes later, the price should be pretty close to where mm -hmm. you bought it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people actually still are confused about that, though. I get a lot of uh, questions, you know, saying, hey, I just traded this coin for another coin just so I could sell it to Fiat. Why am I getting taxed on this uh, trading one coin for another coin? Yeah, it's, that, that's just basic crypto taxation. Yeah. And I've you know, I have clients that I've worked with for years. I had somebody email me this morning and ask about like kind exchanges still. So oh, yeah, <laughs> I don't want to open up <laughs> yeah, that can. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, there's just it doesn't necessarily help that the IRS guidance is so minimal and, you know, not well known among the crypto trader community. OK, perfect. Well, I appreciate you sharing the information. Um, I know people had questions about it. It's it's always news when the IRS releases some new you know information or a new FAQ question. And of course, just like past events, this almost creates more questions than providing answers. Uh, it seems powerful, the course, with the IRS. No offense, IRS, but it seems kind of powerful, the course. So I appreciate you coming on, clarifying things with us, Matt. And uh, I know you're very busy during this tax season, but what's the best way to get in touch with you, find out more information about you um, if somebody wants to reach out to you? Sure, yeah. Always happy to be here, Sal. Uh, my best way to get in touch with me is just go to the website, uh, bitcointaxes.me. Uh, and that will funnel you to all the socials or just there's a contact form where you can reach out to me directly if you have questions. Okay, perfect. Well, uh, Matt, thanks again. Always a pleasure. Great friend of the show. Really appreciate you coming out today. Thank you.